some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Model Club TV, episode 19. Whoa. What? Whoa. What? Whoa. What? Hey, we got to change the format. What? Why? Well, there was a gentleman that commented on one of the Facebook pages. Uh, and one of the posts that our last guest, Bill Jones, shared. And uh, to quote, oh, my God, these two guys just talk and talk forever on what? things totally unrelated to model kits. I was watching for a long time and finally just gave up waiting for you to appear. Guess they think they are a comedy team or something, but I would advise them to just cut to the chase, and get to the point of the show. At which point, Bill replied, if you want to try again, I appear around 35 minutes, 32 seconds. And the gentleman <laughs> replied, I will try again, since I understand that your collection is going to be displayed eventually on it. But damn, these guys meander and mumble. Oh! And think a they are shot! And think they are Martin and Lewis comedy team. Wait, who's Martin was, and Lewis? Yeah. I was actually screaming at my phone. This is the part that made me laugh out loud. What? I was, I was actually screaming at my phone saying, cut the BS and get to the point. The point is BS. <laughs> so I, um, I actually did reply and I said, actually, we are kind of clever, but thanks for the constructive criticism. Uh, all right. Okay, let's try it again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Model Club TV. Um, we have some models to show you today, and we're going to cut right to that. Scott, do you have anything to show? I am Scott Johansson, and I have a few things we could show. Yes. What? What, what is that? I, I don't know. <laughs> all right, it doesn't work. Never mind. Forget it. So, all right. All right thank you for the criticism, though. Constructive criticism. Um, this show is about BS. <laughs> if, you, if you haven't noticed, if you've made it through 19 episodes, that's the point of the show. Um, no, and to the gentleman's credit, I, I looked him up. We only have like four mutual friends. I don't think he's part of the community that we are of craziness. Yeah. No, and, it's okay. It's totally okay. Bizarro. Plus, so I'm just busting his balls. Yeah, I'm not and really I, upset. I, I live by the motto, if you make everybody happy, you're doing something wrong. So, okay. I'm good. It, Yes, we do bullshit a lot here, but that's the point. I may, maybe just a little, just a a clarifier moment here. The point of this was always model club. Like if we had a model club and we were sitting around building models, what would we be talking about while we're building those models? So that's kind of the point of the show. Yes, we have guests. Yes, we do stupid to banter, but <laughs> it's mighty stupid at times. Um, how are you, Scott? Well, I was a little shaken by our um, visitor in the last episode. Yeah. So how do we even go ahead? You start it. Well, a friend of mine pointed out because you saw it first and I didn't notice the comment until late. Yeah. A friend of mine pointed it out that right after Bill was on 
forgot the time. I think it was one forty-two and thirty-six seconds. Stop right there. What did you just say? It was right after Bill no, was on. That time. One forty-two and thirty-six seconds. Uh-huh. All right, keep 42 going. 42 again. Um, right over my shoulder here, you can see, and I think it starts about here. There's like a ball of light that comes and just goes whoop, right up the wall. So, yeah, everybody go back and watch at 142.36 on the last episode, episode 18. So, yeah. And so I saw it and I was like, oh, man, that's weird. And then something clicked in my head. Um, after we had filmed that episode, I had gone over to Scott's house to drop stuff off for him. That night I got home and I played some video games, didn't really do anything, went to take my shirt off to go to bed and noticed this. My arm was all scratched up and I have no idea how it happened. I didn't, I didn't do it. It wasn't there in the morning. It wasn't there until after I got home from your house. This is what my arm looked like. And it was warm to the touch. It was like someone scratched me from the inside because the skin wasn't broke. Nothing completely freaked me out. And then when you called me a couple days later and said, hey, go look at, <laughs> at the episode, I was like, wait a minute. And it all kind of clicked together. So someone's haunting your house that doesn't like me very much. <laughs> I think I know who that and, might Can be. you blame them? <laughs> no, I don't. But anyway, yeah, weird stuff. So. People keep watching from now on to see if you see anything weird happen in Scott's frame. Um, yeah. When is it going to be my frame? Maybe it's your, it's house. your fault. Oh, I okay. brought the ghost to you? Okay. First all right. of all, I think what happened on my screen was a reflection of some sort. I don't think so. Okay. And second of all, whatever happened to you probably has <laughs> something to do with you mouthing off. Okay. But I'm just saying, there you go. That could I was mouthing off that day. So <laughs> maybe she did it with her mind. Okay. Okay. And, uh, right. and, and just so everyone knows, I would like to expand a bit. Jason oh, uh, did no. come over to my house with his lady love and she was very charming. And, and <laughs> we learned some things about Jason. So I, um, I have what it's been. How long we've been together. How long have we been together? Yeah. Don't get her talking. Almost, in a minute. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Almost five years. Talking. <laughs> so apparently I was told a story how he but, but hold on I've been trying to keep worlds from colliding for a very long time well that's not my fault you brought her to me <laughs> I know and there was okay. fine I had to at this which point. which by the way Larry Brackney if you're out there and you're watching <laughs> Jason finally brought this to me thank you he's up here in a little place of honor I look at him every day so we um, only live what 15 minutes apart <laughs> yeah so uh, but in the process, I, I learned some things. Um, apparently, my co-host will eat a donut out of the garbage. <laughs> okay. For the, I, now, okay. Here, here's it was the on one top. That, For the record, it was on top. Oh, so that makes it, it better. It, okay. It, it, I, I am George Costanza. I, so I if really it was am. on the toilet seat, would you eat it if you found it on the toilet seat? Because it really wasn't. In my water. bathroom or in a public washroom? Well. Should that really matter? Because like if I dropped just... in and landed on the toilet seat in the wrapper, probably I'd, I shouldn't be. No, I wouldn't be eating in the bathroom. So, so really? <laughs> well, so that brings us to our next story that I was enlightened to. Okay. 
Now, I would like to know everyone's opinion yes. on this. Comment and, below, please. And and please Save comment. Me. Save me. Because in about four days when this thing releases, um, I'm going to be laying in the hospital and <laughs> with pain in my side. And if I read some good comments, you'll cause me pain, but that's okay. Apparently. <laughs> and I want to know what everyone else would do in this situation. Apparently, Mr. Walker <laughs> dropped the toothpaste into his toilet. Uh, was the cap on? Cap was on. Tight. Okay. The cap was on. And it was clean water. It wasn't clean water. No water. Or, okay. And um, he decided it was okay to just pull that out, that toothpaste that he puts in his mouth every day, and rinse it off. And uh, he was using it for about two weeks before he broke the news to his lovely girlfriend. So the question is, if you dropped the toothpaste <laughs> in the toilet with the cap on, would you just wipe it off and not tell your significant other and keep using it? Or would it be garbage? Okay. You would keep using it because that's what a normal, sensible person would do. So now we're on a roll. And this is why I tried to keep worlds from colliding. For so now we're on a roll. So now we're going to talk about one last thing. For those of you out there that have or do still eat Pop-Tarts, <laughs> I would like to know how you put them in the toaster. So Comment below as well. do you put the Pop-Tart in the toaster like this or like this so it falls into the toaster? You know, the you shape to... that it matches the toaster is the okay. correct way. No. It, it, on the box, the pop tart goes in. I don't care what like the box that. says. It okay, the box the is shape. wrong. Yes, the box is wrong. They've been Just... making pop tarts for fifty years, but now the box is wrong. So apparently, she caught him. <laughs> she, he puts his pop tarts in horizontally, and she caught him digging in there with a fork or a knife while the toaster was still plugged yeah. in, but not on. Doesn't matter. Doesn't <laughs> All matter. Right. So I want to know, the second thing I want to know is, is my co-host a freakazoid for the way he... <laughs> That's a simple answer, know, yes, but not you know, for those reasons. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. What was this other note I hit her about eating ass? I forgot what that was about, too. Uh, Some that, that conversation got brought up. Oh, too. that was if you were stuck, would you... <laughs> Would you eat someone if you were stuck like the soccer oh, yeah, team? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, so, this is what Freakazoid, he wonders, okay. And you wonder <laughs> why you get scratched, <laughs> yes. okay? No, where the plane crashed with all the soccer people, and they ate the dude's butt. Whatever. That was the first part they ate, because they had the most meat. Yeah, and that first person they ate with the most meat is the son of a bitch that scratched you when you got home. All right, anyway, let's move on. So but there please, you go. I, I want to know what everyone thinks about the Comment below, toothpaste. This is very important. Save And me. the toothpaste. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so fucking nasty. We're off to a great start. Okay, here we go. <laughs> all right, we got all the nastiness out of the way. Uh, I know you haven't, but I watched Justice League. Please watch that. It is infinitely better than the original one. I'm going to watch it five minutes at a time till the rest till it's over. So yeah, which, that should take me till like Christmas, right? But I did not like the just and you we normally don't agree on this sort of thing, but I did not we did agree on this. We both didn't like the Justice League movie. Well, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate but it. But I didn't love but it. But I didn't love it. Yeah. yeah. Um this is a million times better. And I so much added to it that makes it watch. Keep in mind, a million times zero is still zero. 
it wasn't a zero. Um, so, but yeah, watch that. And then while I'm convalescing, um, <laughs> watch that. Yes. I'll watch that because I'm sure that won't make me laugh or anything. And, uh, hopefully it won't make me Pop throw your up. Stitches. Yeah. <laughs> your guts fall out. Um, yeah. the other thing I actually started watching this weekend, it's a three part miniseries on Amazon. War of the Worlds comes up again. There's a BBC version that's set in 1906. It's three episodes long. I've only watched two so far. And I, as we've talked about before, I really like War of the Worlds. And there's the other one that's happening in modern times that's on Epics right now, I think. And there's season two hasn't come out of that. But this is only three episodes, hour long each, set in 1906. The tripods are really cool. Like, it's worth, it's definitely worth watching. It's pretty, it's a pretty good uh, representation of that. So, other than that, I haven't really watched much. Um, you? Anything? Um, <laughs> no, I haven't even watched Falcon and Winter Soldier, and you'd think I would, but. Yeah, I, I can't. So, I, um. I trying to think have i watched I, anything no not really and you just touched on it a little bit are you ready are you ready for your surgery are you okay are you ready sure <laughs> all right yeah i'm ready for them to cut me up and uh-huh. have excruciating pain for about a week every time i move i can't fucking wait for that <laughs> <laughs> so well i mean i'll let everybody know if something like we're, we're still going to plan on having our normal two episodes next month but if we can't, because you're not feeling well, I will jump on and do a quick, like, 20-minute, like, update for you. So, Yeah, we'll, we'll see there. what it's like without talent. Uh, well, since I'm the professional one that made it on time today, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, so we had scheduled this a time, and he called me about an hour after the time, or he texted me and said, are you okay? <laughs> and I looked at the clock and said, oh, shit, we were supposed to record an hour ago, and I'm at the pizza place getting a pizza. Yeah. Here I'm thinking you had a heart attack, and you're so I called him, and I'm like, "Uh, sorry," <laughs> but I, you know, I was worried. I I got inside information that there was a plan to have Peter Jackson confront me before I went under the knife. That would have been you good. That have been really good. So, so let's move on. News and reviews. What's the? Yeah, I gotta get one of these days. I gotta get a yeah. thing. Um, oh wait, yeah, I think I do. made one. What's up? Um, Wonderfest. Wonderfest. Back. I booked my room. Did you book a room? No, it's actually on my list of things to do before I go to the hospital. Okay. All right. So they announced it's happening and they insist it's happening. So I hope to see a lot of people there. I hope to see Scott there. (laughs) Um, Wow. If I die, I want everyone to play this back for him. Um, so, um, so what do you think? So here's Attendance. my take. Yeah. Take, give me I, take. I, first of all, I still don't think it's going to happen, but okay. I think contractually they're obligated to this weekend. So until the state tells them they can't have it, they have to have it. I mean, you know, so yeah. if there's a way they can have it, they will. I think attendance will be down. I, I think a lot of it will be down. I hope not. I mean, if they have it, I hope everyone's like, yeah, I'm going. I would anticipate get yourself some kind of creative mask because I think you're going to be wearing a mask the whole time, vaccinated yeah. or not. Um, I will be fully vaccinated. 
And, uh, you know, I mean, there's a part of me that hopes it happens. Uh, it'll be right at the end of uh, recovery time, so I should be able to make it. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if it still got canceled or postponed. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. I think attendance is going to be dramatically down. And I, and I almost think a lot of people, the people that do go, I hope they don't care that attendance is down. And I hope dealers that go aren't going hoping to spend a lot of money, make a lot of money, but rather just to get it back like going mm -hmm. and to see everybody. And cause I, I'll spend as much money as I can, but you know, it's tough like right now with some stuff, but I, I just want to see everybody again and I want to see that happen. So we'll see Wonderfest. Yeah. It's a mixed bag, but I mean, cause dealers, you want them to support the show, yeah. but you know, they go there to make money and if attendance is down, you know, it's, there's guys that go, they drive, it's three, four nights in a hotel. It's, you well, know, there's a fun, lot of I mean, expenses. It's, it's a hundred and what, 130 a night with yeah, taxes. Counting close to 150 yeah, with all it's the 155 with taxes. So, yeah. I mean, just for me, it's 300 bucks for, for a room and for you. I mean, it's, it's yeah. hard. And I think if I go, like, I'll definitely go home on Sunday because yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people hanging out. So I may just leave at three or four o'clock on Sunday and come home and sleep in my own bed that night. Yeah, so. that's what, yeah, that's the plan. So Wonderfest, please. We'll put a link up for all that for people who watch the show who have no idea what Wonderfest is. We'll put their link up so you can check it out. Um, <laughs> if there's any of those people actually watching. Uh, uh, our next bit of news is Amazing Figure Modeler came out digitally. Digitally. What'd you think? You know, I liked it. Yeah, me too. Um, I, you know, I'm a guy that I always say I want the book in my hand. Excuse me. I want to read it. I want to, you know, that being said, though, I, I like, I have bought all the amazing figure modelers that are available digitally. I have bought them all the back issues. Um, I still have the printed ones, but I bought them all because it's, frankly, it's easier to access things that. Rather than go into a magazine box full of bags, because of course, you know, I'm a collector nut, so I box and or I bag and board all of my issues. So if I want to go back and look at something, I have to dig through, oh, what issue was this in and, and go back. So I like the idea of digital for one. For two, um, this current issue just was really laid out well, I thought. You know, not that I'm an expert, but <laughs> um it's like twice the pages. What was it? 140 pages. A lot. Yeah. Which is good. Yes. And, um, you get more for your money. Yeah. No mention of model club except for the ad. Uh, thanks Terry. Yeah. We're watching you. Um, but, um, yeah. And what I did notice on the articles, uh, our good friend, uh, get ready, Joe Bello, Charlie Robson, I think had the uh, first article in there. Um, yeah. Right before lots of photos, lots more photos than there would normally be. And yeah. then, um, I think that's a huge plus. A yeah. Huge and plus. Steve's article too. Steve's, I think scratch yeah. built a tree and sculpted a tree and seemed like there were a lot of photos for that. And, um, yeah, it was, um, so I like it. And I, I, saw I, I yeah, I liked it. I, I didn't, I didn't hate it. That's for sure. 
Um, yeah. Jens uh, printed his out, I saw. Yes. And, and bound it with a spiral bond. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. Great idea. I mean, I, I don't know how much it would cost to do that, but right. it's worth doing. If, like, if you're one of those people that really needs to thumb through something, go print it out. Um, well, and here's the thing, too. Shipping, as we found out, um, shipping anything overseas or internationally is crazy, e- even a magazine. Yeah. So, you know, this is a $10 magazine that probably cost another $10 to ship mm-hmm. minimum. Okay. Maybe I'm off my rocker. If I am, you know, comment uh, below. Well, there's media mail. So, but I don't know media mail overseas if that were. Yeah. So, and it's instant for these guys. Okay. Oh, wait. Check this out. Hold on. Hold on. Luke is calling me right now. Can you see? Wait, no. I'm going to back. It's blown out. Oh, it's uh, Phil. Phil's calling me. I'll tell him to just. You know, we're recording. I, you know, I should, I should tell him, Phil, we're recording. Can I call you right back? Um, so anyway, Phil, I'm going to call you back in a few minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so it's instant gratification. As soon as it's done, you have it. Um, you know, save it to your hard drive, put it on your backup drive so you don't lose it. And um, yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, so um, I, yeah, I liked it. I, more than I thought I would. That being said, I, I bought the other digital ones. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not a hater of digital media. You know, now for sitting in a in a chair and reading a magazine or a Do you have book, an iPad or are you looking at it on your computer? I look at my computer. Yeah, I have a laptop too, you know, so I'd probably look at that. I'm gonna buy a pad, but you know, I've got a laptop and I've got yeah. you know, so I mean it's do I really need a pad too? So depends on the kind of pad. And, yeah. You so. might need a pee pad later in the week. I might need a pee pad in about four days yeah. when they yank the tube out. Yeah. For our next trick, um, we're going to pull out your catheter. My little side note to the issue, I got a uh, angry text message from Rob Rotundi right after Who? Me. Who? Mr. Rotundi. Do um, I know him? Uh, yeah, I think you do. Uh, from Needful Things. Complaining that I did not give him credit for the Goonies sculpture for the sloth. Um, and I quickly reminded him, he told me he wasn't. Anyway, I did not buy it from him. I got it straight from the sculptor before Rob uh, produced that kit. And the one that Rob is producing is actually taller. So if you would like that sloth kit that's in AFM, this issue, um, Needful Things has it. And it is a larger scale. It is one sixth, I think compared to the one eighth one that I have. So we'll put the contact info below. If you want to check that out. And, and it may go, take Rob. a while for him to get back to you because, um, <laughs> New York is getting a lot cleaner this week. Oh yeah. Uh, it is. Because, um, our friend Rob is moving to North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. And North Carolina is getting a lot dirtier. Yeah. Well, you know, trash blowing in. Sorry guys. Yep. Sorry. Uh, um, other than that, yeah, I liked it. And you can zoom in on stuff, and it, I think it's going to work itself out. And I hope it keeps going that way. Uh, support them. Yes, please um, do. Please do. Don't, uh, yeah, support it. I, you know, I, there's some ideas that I have, and, and maybe it's going to get there. Is hopefully there'll be like links in some of the ads or the articles where you can link to websites. Yeah, you mentioned that product. to me. I had not even and, thought of that. You could totally and, and do stuff that. Stuff like that. Pile. And, uh, 
you know, and again, I, I'm sure Dave's more than capable of doing it. So it's yep. just a question of, you know, they're just starting out. So for the first digital issue, I thought this was pretty good. Yep. Very good. So let's move on. Uh, other stuff that we've seen. What's going on? You got some pictures for us. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Calvert over at Typhon um, sent me a few more pictures. Uh, the sculpt has arrived to him. Boy, I feel bad. And hopefully Mike will comment. He can put it in our comments. Um, I think he has a price point set on this, but I'm not 100% sure. But he sent me some nice close-ups of the sculpts, the monster and the Colin Clive and the Fritz. And um, and kind of the size of the base. You can see the base. It's not huge. This is not a huge piece. Um, But, you know, there's a lot going on in there. Yeah. So, um, you know, so that that is coming for sure. Okay. So also we have the Jaeger Army, the second um, Jaeger Army exclusive is the Jack Palance as Dracula. And I believe that was a made-for-TV movie. We've discussed it. And, um, you know, it's, a, it's a, again, another nice, beautiful sculpt by Jeff. Um, I know Paul is still putting out those um, black cats. You know, he's doing like 10 a week. Um, while yeah. we're on the Jaeger Army. Well, look at there. Me. Look at that. What? What number are you? Uh, I am number 256. Man, if you got 242, I'd have just died. I know. <laughs> and if I'd have known you sent for one, I'd have made sure you did. Oh, okay. I hate you. Um, it, I, those guys have been really good to me and us and you with this show, so I wanted to make sure. And every t- it was on my list, and I just kept forgetting to send the money. And I saw Troy uh, Nair post it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it right now. So I did it right then. So I'm glad I got that. Um. The other thing, Troy has a kit coming out. Yes, it was beautiful. Looks beautiful too. The uh, scene that I wanted done for years. Yeah, the mummy with the um, the archaeologist looking up at him, like, "What the fuck is going we'll, on here?" We'll, we'll have to get a picture because I only saw that little video they had up. I don't know if there's stills anywhere. Did you? See I think it? there is. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll get them. And um, but yes, uh, that looks really nice. It does look really good. Um, and then Paul also had an announcement. Yeah, um, I William Paquette stuff. Yeah, I I love William's style. He's more up my alley than a lot of the other stuff that you know comes out these days. And I'm really excited to see that stuff coming out. Um, a lot of his little busts and some of the stuff that's it's being reissued and some new things. So, um, check out. Yeah, Paul's gonna have all the William Paquette stuff and. Yeah, I'm glad to see that because there's, I like William. He almost punched me once. <laughs> sure, he's not the only okay. one. Rob's riding a cart. He would, he would got so mad at me, but who doesn't? But yeah, no, his bus. I really like all of his his older busts. He has such a great style in terms of his gore and his just. I love the way he positions his busts, and I'm excited for that. I really, it's that's a good announcement. Okay. Then our friend over at Monsters from the Woods, John Deary. Uh, Joe Simon has sculpted this uh, really nice Curse of the Werewolf um, one-to-one scale bust. So it's going to be big. Uh, limited to 50 castings. The first 25 will come with a certificate of authenticity. I believe they're going to add a little pedestal to the base here off of this photo. Um, 
this is a little different. Usually when you see a Curse of the Werewolf bust, the uh, mouth is open and he's kind of like, you see all the teeth. Yeah. And this is kind of just a little different take. Um, but yeah, I like it. It's really, uh, it's really nice. And then, uh, of course, our friend, Mr. Rotundi, dear God, let's not forget to, to we'll mention, mention him, him twice in one episode. Okay. Um, again, and uh, sculpted by Miguel Zuppo is a Halloween uh, bust. Tribute bust. And, um, you know, it's kind of a different take, you know, with the um, Michael Myers over her shoulder there and all that, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of a different take. Interesting take on that i like what people are doing it's like his exorcist one he did too a little bit I mm-hmm. think, with that like the haunting image behind so it's good i it, doing some cool stuff these days and always always mm-hmm. mark worthling again another one of our drinking game guys if we mention him you gotta take a drink sent me uh a little preview here of the instruction artwork done by rainer engel oh cool okay. And um, really nice. I guess the whole instruction sheet's going to be really well illustrated like that. And then also a picture of, I think there will be, I forgot how many he said, but there will be some randomly inserted gold tickets. And if you get one, I think you get a free kit, anything that Mark produces. Um, so uh, Mark is now the Willy Wonka of the... Uh, <laughs> He's got to start wearing a garage kid hobby. And all I could think of when I read it is, I've got a golden ticket. <laughs> so, um, hey, I want to get Rainer on one day. But anyway, Rainer would be good to get on. Yeah, we yeah. got to get Rainer on. Rainer, we're gonna reach out to you at some point. So, um, I doubt anyway. he's even watching this. So, um, you know, the witches. Uh, think we're looking. You know, in May still. You know, everything's. Um, being done but it's going to uh still be a while but yeah. um it's coming uh charlie had posted this it's a william paquette sculpture and he turned it into a boxer and he made these really cool gloves and stuff and it brought up the idea i i think a lot of famous boxers would make a great kit uh kind of along the lines of what george was doing with some of those mm-hmm. sports figures um we just you know we had uh, a couple of them pass away leon spinks and marvin Hagler. Uh, I think they would make great kid subjects. Get more oh, sports in there. I love Marvin Hagler. Yeah, he was. He was an animal. Yeah. So. Yeah, I um, my dad was a is a big boxing fan. So I mean, some I spent a lot of the weekends watching HBO and Showtime boxing with my dad. So, um, I still think when Tyson lost that mass match to Buster Douglas, it's one of my favorite childhood memories. Like I remember my whole family around the TV just jumping and cheering as Tyson got the shit beat out of him. Man, and you didn't think Tyson could lose. I mean, I oh, remember watching was... Tyson from the beginning, and yeah. it was like, this kid is a monster. Yep, yep. Okay. I was right there. I mean, the, my me and my dad, I remember just watching boxing every weekend. And when Tyson came around, it was, man. So, but, um, yeah, I like yeah, the idea of the kids boxers, but, you know, and again, you, you take it the next, another step. Do you do basketball players you do baseball players you do football players um you know but then you you definitely got to be careful with licensing and stuff like that so that that's a problem as (laughs) well um and this is a if i remember right it's a fictitious boxer that charlie kind of uh, made made up a story for and um 
We're going to try to get Charlie on here. Yeah. We got to go. We have some, we have a backlog of guests and then your surgery's throwing a little thing in there. So we'll see. We'll get, we're, we're, we're my doctor on. We should have your doctor. He's just going to have like to look a picture going, on his face. Yeah. This is what this fat bastard looks like cut <laughs> open. Okay. Oh man. Uh, so as far as other things, uh, did you buy anything? Have you gotten anything in the mail? I have not completely model related. So I've got a few things though. I'll share if you like. Sure. I got a a, a bunch. First of, of all, for once, some freakazoid sent me this book. Did you read any yet? No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't. I'm just saving it. So read uh, the title. Uh, John Goblicon's Guide to Living the Your Best Life. It is one of the funniest. John Goblicon. It's one of the funniest books. <laughs> so um. So who John Goblicon is? There's a band called Necro Goblicon. And they have a mascot that, that moshes with them and dances with them on stage called John Goblicon. And he has a talk show. He became famous after one of the videos. Go watch the video for No One Survives, Necro Goblicon. And then please go and watch John Goblicon put in right now. It's his talk show. And it's very funny. And he wrote a book. And the book, I think, is actually very, very good at a guide to living your best life. So with, you know. You're getting a do-over here again, so I figured. Oh yeah, do-over. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> it. Yeah, it's no, it's the new Scott. Remember, I'm like, here you go. You can go on. Oh yeah. So ahead. while we're on the subject of books, um, well, so our buddy Phil sent me this. Okay, and as you can see, it's a it's a bound. Okay, and at first I thought it was an email about episode 18, but <laughs> turns out it wasn't. Um, Scotty McCracken, I'm sending you a copy of the book, his memoirs. Um, he wrote, so I'll have something to do and read while I'm recouping from surgery. He prays I will be totally successful and that damn cancer will leave you for good. Phil McCracken. So You, be- you better read my book first. I have known Phil longer. Well, no, I guess I haven't. Okay. So anyway, um, so I've got that. I've got that. So I've got some reading. I also have books. CG Blade sent us two of his novels. So he sent us Crimson and Cobalt. I will put them on the read pile, and then I will give them over to Scott to give a chance. Shot to him. But thank you, CG Blade. I'll put the info up again if you want to read his books. Uh, but yeah. They look pretty good. They're nice. And I didn't expect them to be actual novels. <laughs> or some. Oh, you know, even though he like, said they were novels? No, like I thought they would like be PDFs or something. Like they're actual books. So that's cool. And the covers are great. Art great. Well done. Thanks, CG. We'll get them up there. He had a great story about waking up during his surgery. Uh... Is that that email or what? I think was it was that? in an email somewhere. Yeah, that was great. That was a great story. Ugh. And uh, I guess somebody's wife was mad at me too about the dog joke at the end of the last episode. <laughs> I told that to my kids at school. Yeah, how'd that go? It went well. It actually went Good. well. <laughs> really well, actually. All right. I have, uh, I just got Deary's new Dracula kit, as I said last I thought it would go good with the Van Helsing that I have that was uh, from Tucky. And um, one of the things about the Van Helsing that I never 
John just included a little cutout for glasses. You know, he didn't cast glasses. I saw somebody post something. I said, where did you get glasses? And they said, just go on eBay and you get these one six scale glasses. So, you know, it was one of those, you know, China things. It was 10 bucks. So I get it. And I just opened it right before we started filming. Come in this little plastic case. And then check this out. I'm going to open it up. And if you can maybe see in there, oh, there yeah. they are, the little one six scale. And they come in different shapes, but Van Helsing had round glasses. So, um, what did that say? Hopefully, you what was it? Huh? How much was it? 10 bucks. Nice. Six bucks. I don't know. I forgot how much. Okay. So that was, um, and they have different styles, or was it all just, yeah, there's different styles. You can get sunglasses and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of one six scale stuff out there. So if you go onto eBay, oh, um, okay, there's a lot there. And the last thing I got, I'm game? a little bit of a comic guy too. So back in the 80s or early 90s, um, DC did a Batman Year One and a Batman Year Two. And Todd McFarlane did the cover for one of them, the Batman Year Two, one of the issues of the four issues. And it was always a really dynamic Batman. Well, DC has done a series of Batman statues called Batman Black and White, and they've done 99 of them. And they're usually about eight or nine inches tall. And um, number 100, and this is the last one, is the McFarlane black and white Batman. And this is version 2.0 because there's a version 1.0. And the only difference is the shading. The statue is exactly the same. And I'm going to turn the box around so you can see the whole statue. That's really nice. And. um Get them at Bad Boy Store, I think. Now, I had ordered this for my local comic store. But because DC's distribution has gone to shit, um, they're not getting them, or they're, they haven't been able to get them, and I see the prices are starting to creep up. So I said, you know, maybe you should get one. So I picked that up. There's also a color one coming of the same statue. I did just inventory all my Bowen busts. Yeah. And I did a spreadsheet, by the way, similar to my models. And I will tell you that. Talking like. Shut up. I have approximately almost 290 plus Bowen um, mini busts. And then we also did my full-size statues, and I have 52 of those. Um, one of which took a dive from about four foot off the ground, uh, still in the box. Okay. <laughs> and it hit the ground, and my stepdaughter was helping me, and she says, are you going to open it? And I said, I got to fix it anyway, so there's no sense opening it. But she was curious, so we opened it, and uh, it survived. And well done. um good which packaging. is good because it, it's worth about 300 bucks, I think. So it's uh yeah, good great packaging. So um yeah, I got a lot of that stuff inventoried, like my models, um, you know, and the edition number that I have and blah blah blah. So I bought some stuff. So I just happened to go into Hobby Lobby to pick to get something framed, and I always go over to the model aisle to buy some stuff. So because we were talking about Esther's going, you know, getting harder to find some stuff. I bought some new sanding film from a company called 
uh, alpha abrasives just in case I can't find sanding film again. So I have a new company of that uh, to get that from. So alpha abrasives. Uh, the other thing, then while I was in the model aisle, I noticed that it was 40% off boxed model kits. And I've been hemming and hawing for a while. They have these transformer ones that are kind of like Gundam style. They don't transform. It's just the robot version. They're, they're different. About... Yeah. What do you mean? Between Gundams and okay. Oh, I, oh, I didn't know. Okay. Here we go. So, yeah. So they, and they have a bunch of those... talking to Mike. <laughs> they have a bunch of those Star Wars kids too. The Bandai Star Wars. So I picked up, and this is our perfect opportunity. We are going to use our new camera system. You're not going to be able to see this, but I will. And the viewers will when it comes out. The overhead cam. Um, so the first one is the little TIE Fighter and Advanced TIE Fighter set. Uh, it was like 10 bucks, and it came to, you know, 40% off. So I couldn't do that. Then I picked up the Star Destroyer and Death How Star. How are you using your camera, by the way? Uh, you know, you say you're using your camera, and you just threw that behind you again. What do you mean? Your your overhead cam. The overhead cam's right here. Yeah, but so what 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 are you showing right now in your overhead cam? They're seeing the box. They're seeing the whole box. Okay. What it didn't look like the first one. It looked like you showed it like this and just yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, no, no because, okay. Let me re-explain. You can't see what's happening right now. The people at home are going to be able to see it. Okay. So, Star Destroyer. Pick that up. So I bought this one the first day. I went and got the Megatron for the 40% off. And I was like, okay, I got to go back. Because normally it's 55, it's 50, it's 60 bucks, 55.99. So I was like, okay, 40%. So then the next day I went back and got the Bumblebee. Then I went back and got, or same day, I went and got Starscream. And I went and got optimus prime so i got the four like major transformers just to see how they go and i don't know we'll see how they are but for 40 percent off i couldn't beat it and so that just means pay attention at hobby lobby for 40 percent off box models or anything yeah i didn't know there were four transformers there's more um, the other thing i picked up well what <laughs> i'm ignoring that the other thing i picked up are, I ordered something from Reaper for me, Reaper miniatures, and I noticed they have these things called Bone Sylvanians. And Bones is their line of miniatures, okay? And they have little super deformed, they're about an inch tall, inch and a half, of just little super deforms of the creature from the Black Lagoon, Nosferatu. I don't know if you can see this, Nosferatu. That Nosferatu or yeah, Nosferatu? The fly, the little fly guy. Um, and a Jack in the Lantern, a Dracula, like s s silly little super deforms, but they're like, they're two fifty a piece. So I was like, oh, I'll just pick all those up. Well, the, no, I didn't get them all. There's a Frankenstein and a bride that I didn't get. So you I mean got a monster those. and a mummy. I got a mummy as well. You mean a monster, not a Frankenstein. Oh yeah. I mean a, mom a monster. Sorry. And I think that does it for me and stuff I bought. Okay. All right. Oh, I so, did one more thing too. Yeah, what's up? I did send out 
I bought an extra Silver Surfer Bowen bust. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no, because, you know, this is one of the things Bowen did that irked me. It didn't irk me, but there was a real limited edition. He did a, that same bust in Chrome. And there were only 500 of them. And um, they're worth about 500 bucks a piece. And the Silver Surfer is one of those, like, there's, he did a lot of these where there were slight variants and like the same sculpture, but painted differently and stuff like that. So, you know, when you, when you started collecting, if you were crazy like me, you, well, I have to have both variants and stuff like that, but I'm never going to pay 500 bucks for one of these, but I found a place that'll chrome it for 75 bucks. <laughs> uh, I am going to have the look and no, I'm never going to try to pawn it off as yeah. an original, you know, but um, yeah, it's going to be chrome and silver Surfer lends itself to that so cool but i thought 75 bucks to have that chromed and that ain't bad you know no 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 you ready for a giveaway yeah okay. who won the shirt nobody won the shirt the shirt is still out there if the someone wants to claim the medium typhoon shirt yeah um uh, yeah, I guess it, it just shows there's no one that could fit in a medium. Hey, if you got and, a kid or something and you think, yeah. oh, whatever, it, it, it's. So let's do that. Not a, that's the new thing. If you're skinny or you have a child that could fit in a medium shirt or a wife or a girlfriend, you, you can email for the shirt at modelclubtv at gmail.com email us for the typhon shirt and it's yours girlfriend child or your skinny self pet pet yeah a dog <laughs> there you go um so here we are ready for the phantom giveaway from typhon studios once the again phantom. an amazing kit this is yours the person i'm about to pull from typhon studios thank you mike calvert uh this is a I don't want to let this one go either, uh, but it has to go. So we had a lot of entries. Well, time. good. I think this was our most so far. It's getting, as we go, it's been more and more. So I feel bad. I like, there's a lot of people that want this and. The suspense. Three eight seven zero one eight. Virginia Peters, you have won the Phantom. Virginia, it's yours. So we'll get it out to you. I'll send you an email here shortly. It's yours. Well done. And again, thank you, Mike and Typhon, for the support. We really do appreciate it. And thanks and, to everyone that yeah. um, enters as well and participates with this stuff. And um... You know, I maybe we, you know, maybe we don't have a zillion entries, but I'm thinking whoever enters probably wants the piece. So that's yeah, that's awesome. I think so, so too. So good. That's our giveaway. We don't have one we, for this week, so we don't have one for this week. No, um, just a shirt, just a shirt, and uh, Scott's tumor. Maybe we could put that in a jar and <laughs> give that away. That brings us to the workbench. Okay, Scott, here's your workbench picture. Has anything changed? No, the glue might have moved because my wife um, 
broke an Easter decoration, the head off of a bunny, and she put it on my <laughs> desk. And I go, is this a Halloween decoration now? Do you want me to put a pumpkin on there? And oh, yeah, you should, like, drop, like... So, but there's a little side story to that. So I go upstairs, and I get the super glue out. And, you know, I glue it. And it's my wife's not that fussy, so, you know, I don't have to paint the seam or anything. You know, she just wants to head back on the thing. So I super glue it, and I spray it with the accelerator. Okay, that's done. I button up the glue. I come down the stairs. I'm walking into the my living room, dining room, because I'm going to put it on the shelf next to the matching bunny. And all of a sudden, bam, I hit something with my feet, and I go flying. And I go into the dining room table. The chair hits me right in the chest. Okay. I tripped over my dog. This is, this is not even a joke. This is I tripped over my dog who apparently did run out of gas right where he was. And uh, I stubbed my toe. I thought I broke my toe for the night. And um, <laughs> and then, sure as shit, when I did that, the freaking head breaks off the thing again because it's like I drop it and the head breaks off again. So I had to go back upstairs and fix it. So um, <laughs> Well, you made something. You did something. But everyone's intact. The dog's okay. Yeah. And uh, I don't think my toe's broken, but. My wife was like, she thought I fell down the stairs. It was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, here's my workbench pictures. Uh, messy as usual. And you'll notice there that I was working on something and I finished my tiny tear. You finished? I wow. finished. I'll put the actual picture up here. But yes, I finished mine, Scott. Where's yours? That's huh. why I'm now one ahead in our little contest for the year. You finished yours. And what is your stepping in there? I have it stepping in some poop. He stepped in some poop, some Kong poop, some Kong poop. I wanted to make a little word bubble that says like, damn it, Kong or something. I still might do that. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. I liked it. Good kid. That is fun. I, um, I don't see a side picture. I put one in. Well, I was just wondering how the fins, you know, the, oh, uh... I'll put, I'll put one in. I have one. So okay. Yeah, that's the workbench this week. What else? Oh, look at that. Looks good. Thanks. It kind of paints itself. Well, I really, it honestly, how long did it take you to paint that? Not that long. Uh, just a couple of days, on and off. Mm. Uh, but I did. I used the uh, the wash technique, and I'm trying to think if I built any. No, I built some stuff, but I didn't paint anything. Uh, so that's the workbench this week. Pretty slim. As usual for Scott. <laughs> I am one ahead. One up in the one up. One up. And I'm looking at it going, this is still one of Mike Park's yeah. best pieces. I, cool I piece. love yeah. So. We have another one to look at in emails, but we'll get there. Okay. Which is right now. We don't have a guest this week. And because we wanted we weren't sure this episode was happening, so we wanted to not worry about any of that stuff so it's gonna be a short one today and let's get to emails i can't wait to watch you mumble through these i hope you choke oh boy what's on on my shirt how about five cross your lip (laughs) oh fred sanford good old fred uh this is from greg domain Greg, Chicago, and I believe, right? Is Greg from? I believe he is. Yeah, or Wisconsin. I have to go back and check. 
Uh, as always, another great show with wonderful banter, even though you two. What? What are you laughing I screwed at? up already. As always, another great show with wonderful banter, even though you had to do it twice. What a pisser. Oh, well, technology is a bitch. It wasn't really tech. It was technology's fault. Just wanted to add a photo of my kit build for Scott. It only took me 20 plus years to complete this one. So I guess I'm in Scott's boat too. One photo is of Godzilla versus Bambi paint cup also by Mike Parks. So here's his tiny terror as well. So we have another tiny terror. I saw you doing the mimicking me. Uh, and we have the Bambi paint cup that you were talking about by uh, Mike Parks as well. And for those that, for those that don't know, um, that's actually how the bottom of the foot does look. Jason customized his, but that is how the yeah. bottom of the foot does look. It looks great too. It's such a little cool, fun kit. There's the Godzilla versus Bambi uh, cup. Yep. And uh, if anyone needs one of those, get a hold of me because um, George was doing them, and. Um, he just has so much other stuff. He just told me to just take it over because I did the castings for him anyway. So I do have a mold for this. Um, so contact me and uh, I'll get you a price and it'll be a while before I do any casting, but I can get you one of those uh, okay. if you'd like. So. Uh, side note, these were the first two resin kits pieces I ever purchased at Wonderfest. That's pretty cool to know those are your first two. Do you, I know my first thing I bought at Wonderfest. Do you? Yes. What was it? Um, that Godzilla Tiny Terror and about six others. So both so. of you bought. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I didn't buy the cup right away, but I did buy the um, like I think all the Universal monsters, the Godzilla. I'd had the King Kong, the Emir, the Gorgo. There were like eight of them. And uh, I remember Mike, you know, gave me a deal on him. I'm like, man, this guy's really cool. And <laughs> I, and then, so yeah, those are the first things I bought. And I bought David's first, I bought the first like three issues of AFM and the first model mania video. Cause I figured, well, these tiny terrors will be good to practice on. And I wasn't yeah. wrong. They're going to be good to practice. Going to be <laughs> yeah, so. 25, but um, yeah. uh, mine was a coyote a Ram. That was my first thing I bought at Wonderfest. Um, mm. he said Mike Parks got a lot of my money whenever I went to a Wonderfest or Chiller Theater show. Good to see that Blackheart is reproducing this. As if and when do you find an original for sale? Asking for price is ridiculous. So there you go. You're the one actually producing it now. Is that I am now? Yeah, it was yeah. gonna be a joint thing, but again, George just got busy and told me to do what I wanted. So, um, and these are done by the way with the uh. A pros proceeds as far as the ones that I sell. Um, I'm gonna make you know, and again, once I get into producing again, and I do sell a lot of them, there's gonna be a donation made to Mike's uh, charity, um, which goes to uh, sheltering cats and stuff like that because that was his passion. So we'll make sure that that happens. Cool. Um, yeah, uh, Greg also says Scott, good luck with your operation. Hope all will go well, and you will be pissing up a storm in no time thanks greg it's nice to know somebody cares <laughs> all right moving on kendall sent us two kendall kendall kendall, kendall oh yeah kendall connor sent us two 
Uh, I'll do the first one, the shorter first. Okay, Kendall. Hey, Jason, several of your guests have mentioned Kit Builders magazine, so I dug mine out and relived the early days. Here's a picture of the magazine's transition away from sniffing glue. Several things stand out, the low-quality photos and the abundance of girl kits, nude and otherwise. I'm sure many of our, uh, your viewers haven't seen these magazines, so feel free to show the pic and inform the masses. So here's that photograph of some of his Kit Builder collection. And in my emails to him afterwards, I want to do a History of Magazines episode. You going to, you up for that? Sure. Okay. They're so patriotic. <laughs> Such a dick. Actually, though, you know, other than the majors, um, if you know of magazines, then yeah, yes, you have photos of covers and stuff you could send us that we might not be aware of or have. Yeah, email us with some uh, ideas because I know there's that like would be great. Like I have, and- yeah, I have all the kit builders. I have all the AFMs. Anybody that has one of the first five or one of the first three models or resource, I'll be happy to buy them from you. But, um, and well, the first five issues of Modeler's Resource, I think, were actually like just a mailer. I do have a PDF of them, so we can show them. But, uh, yeah, I think think that's a good idea to. And then, uh, the chiller one, uh, Model Maniacs, I have all those too. But so if you have something other than those, I know there were a few. Uh, shoot us some photos. Um, and we'll cover those. Yeah, so. for sure. His second email, Kendall. Uh, hey guys, Scott's painting pet peeves brought to mind my biggest one: fire. When I see a model with fire, I immediately focus on how the fire was painted. I spent years firing in gas and electric kilns, and know that hotter equals brighter. I've seen plenty of models where the fire painted darker in the center, central hotter part of the fire and lighter out at the ends where the flame would be cooler. I'll admit that visually it still looks cool painted that way, but if you're after realism, then the paint, then paint the hotter areas with whites and yellows and the cooler areas, orange and red. I've attached a couple pics I found on the interwebs to help visually. One more thing here in Colorado, we have tons of gray granite. The mountains are full of the stuff and our Capitol building is made out of it. The landscaping around my house is full of gray rocks. Oh, boy. <laughs> then we have red rocks and orange rocks. Come to Denver, and I'll show you dinosaur tracks in the red sandstone. We have veritable cornucopia of <laughs> different colored rocks, depending on where you are. So please forgive me if I paint gray rocks. Okay. You can, yeah, you. What about brown you. trees? You better not be doing brown trees. I got you. Um, but he included this really cool chart. I'll put it up there. And uh, on the hotness of fire. Yeah. the. The hotter it is, the brighter it is. So the outside of away from the fire, the heat, it gets darker. So that chart, there's some pictures there for you. So thanks, Kendall. That that is a pet peeve, actually. Um, fire's hard though. It's hard to fire sculpt. Is hard. It, it's hard to. Um, I'm doing it right now with this silly little. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah it, it's yeah, it's difficult. So. Okay, this next email is from Raymond. Legrand. Hey, Jason and Scott. Jason, you mentioned in the last episode about wanting to see if someone who paints miniatures could manage to paint a bust. Uh, I have to admit that some of the busts you showcased look almost lifelike, whereas most of the miniatures I've seen painted and, and how some are painted reflect the light are too color saturated. Think of a television show with the contrast turned all the way up and the color increased. 
Now with plastic kits, Aurora, for instance, the color is the same all over their figure, shirts, pants, flesh colors. The colors on the figure are too flat. I watched a video on how to paint a miniature, and it seems like that all they seem to do is place a layer of washes in nearly the same color on the figure. To me, that seems to be why miniatures never seem to look too realistic. Uh, I would like to see more bus painters doing whole kits. Um, so he, we had a little back and forth uh, via email. I want to do a whole episode out of this as well with a style versus realism kind of episode. And I think we both agreed on it eventually, but he shared me some pictures and I was going to put them in, but I decided not to, because I don't want to feel like we're ragging on somebody's uh, kits that we found on the internet. But I, I really, and for my perfect example, I'm going to take the cover of the new AFM to illustrate what I was talking about. And I'm going to put it up here so people can see it. And I'm going to put the actual painting of the painted bust that David did of Deckard from Blade Runner, from the article, just to, for comparison. So if you look at the regular Deckard, it just looks flesh tones and highlights and all that stuff. But on the cover of the magazine, he hits it with a blue light from the side. So there's reflected blue light. What I'm talking about is instead of actually putting a light on it, is painting that light on the figure. So it always looks like that mm-hmm. is what I was trying to get at. And some of the pictures he sent were similar to what I was talking about, but not exactly. So I'd like to do a whole episode because I don't think a lot of garage kit guys know what's out there in terms of what people like Ben Comet are doing or people like Engel Giraldos. I can't say his last name. He's Spanish. But there are so many great painters out there that I don't think a lot of people on our side of the world are familiar with. And it's there's a whole other and yeah, there's a lot of those military guys that paint really garish flesh tones. When you get down to the military busts and figures and things, I'm not talking about that. There's a, there's some just amazing things out there that when you go back and look a lot of it, what we do, where it's just the straight highlight shadow flesh tones, mid, high, low, it looks, you don't get some of that. Thanks. I'm glad I'm boring you. And, <laughs> Sorry. And, and so I, I, I want to do an episode about that. And it's going to take a lot of research for me to get enough pictures to kind of illustrate well, and, what we're talking about. And you also have like what Jeff Camp um, yeah. kind of perfected, uh, you know, where he's trying to make it look two dimensional. Yeah. And, you know, and, so you see that as well. And it's not wrong. It's just a style. Right. It, and that's what I want to kind of do. Like, because when you're going for hyper realism, you're going for like this one, like, why not then just cast it in silicone and do it with eyelashes and real hair and, and that's the thing. Right. If like, something doesn't have real hair, it's always going to look, it's never going to look perfectly real to me. And except some of those hot toys look amazing with mm. what they do. Yeah. Um, and so it's like that versus style instead of, so I want to get on that. He did follow up with some other pictures too. And it was a great little exchange between the two of us. So thank you, Raymond. Um, I do want to get more into that and do a full episode on all that sort of stuff. I've also seen him use, um, I think, first one i saw do it that i was conscious of was um remember the issue of afm anthony did a little godzilla diorama Mm -hmm. and he had explosions going and so because there was an explosion going he had like the godzilla highlighted with some orange you know to show the light you know it's forced light it's not you know it's forced light you and that's the thing i and i think as a painter myself 
as a model painter, I've gone that route where I was like trying to make things look so realistic that I skipped thinking about the way light would play on the surface. So that's the exact perfect example is if there's an mm. explosion next to Godzilla, that side of Godzilla should be orange. It should be lit up all the colors of that explosion. If you just put your Godzilla there next to a fire and don't paint that fire on Godzilla, it's not going to look right. And it just, you're missing that whole level of dimension that I think a lot of miniature painters are doing these days with a lot of that stuff with the, um, with their lighting techniques. And I'll, I'll, I want to do a whole thing on that. Um, can you guess who our last emails from? Well, I know. I think he just tried to call me. Yeah, he did. So <laughs> once again, a typical Phil email, actually, no, it's, it's shorter. So we're good. Uh, 18. I like it. Alice Cooper, the song 18 from the album. Love it to death. I do know that song. Uh, I must say this episode was one of the best. Holy sh really? Uh, it was a great seeing someone's, uh, monster Jones collection. I think that if possible, as part of a guest interview, you ask them to show their collection. We don't get to see other modelers collections. I agree. And I think going forward, we are going to do a lot more of that, uh, in different ways, either having them record something and sending it to us or us kind of going around. Yeah. We're kind of at the mercy of how technical savvy the people we're dealing with are as well. Yeah. So, yeah. And tech and just, so this is how it works. This is how we do our show. We do. That's just well, I'm time outing the email. Um, we do it through zoom and then zoom to another program. So that's why Scott can't see some of the things that are going on. He can only see what's happening on zoom. So like Bill was using his phone to get on zoom. Why are you always making faces, dude? <laughs> I know I'm bored. Okay. Yeah, gosh. Boy, I hate you. So Bill was using his phone. So that gave him the ability to kind of go around his room and capture stuff and show us that way, uh, which worked out great. So, and it's also Mike, the microphone levels on people. Is hard. Uh, workbenches. Jason and Bill Monster Jones look about the same organized mess that they only know where everything is. I must say that my workbench is cleaner than Scotty's. I do all of my messy work, drilling, grinding, sanding, dremeling, spray painting, etc., out in the garage on my workbench. Most of my assembly and painting I do on a table in the room where I display my built figure kit. And I totally clean and put everything away between kits. Sometimes I do work on multiple kits at a time doing a bunch of seam work and primary and get a lot of messy work done so I don't have to clean often. Jason, you crossed the fine line between artist and modeler when you built your tiny terror Godzilla by attaching your fins your way. No, I did not. Yes, you did. No, because it is not trying to tell a story or a creative feeling or an emotion. It is not fine art. I have just moved a fin. Which brings me to, if you go to one of those bottle and Bottega, like, have I said this on the show yet? Scott, if you go to those drink a wine and paint a picture places, uh -huh. right? Okay. And you go paint a picture. Are you an artist? Depends how the picture turns no, out. That's not true. <laughs> All right. Decals. I haven't used decals since building cars, kits as a kid. I just feel more comfortable hand painting details on figures instead of fooling with decals. Uh, Jason, I totally agree. There needs to be more B monster movie figure kits. He gave us a bunch. So here's a bunch of fills while I read this figure kits. Done. I'm an avid fan of the creations of Paul Blaisdell. Photos attached. I'm, a I'm gonna say that again. I'm an avid fan of the creations of Paul Blaisdell, and I'm uh, patiently waiting for someone to produce a one-six scale of Voodoo Woman and the Ghost of Dragstrip Hollow. It's 
Scotty, no need to succumb to the pressures of deciding whether or not to buy the lunar models. Julie Adams, creature from a Black Lagoon base. I sold it. Bastard. Like Bill Monster Jones, I always encourage members to go for it and have fun building their model kits. Right, Scotty? Emailer Martin from Canada showed us a number of his builds. He contacted me a short time ago and told me I had all but given up on building and painting figure kits. But after some encouragement from me, he has started up again and he's having a great time of it. And that's what it is. Please build those kits. Like, just go for it. It's got yeah, Don't be a Scott. Yeah, don't be a Scott. Be a Phil. Be a Bill. Be a Jason. Build those kits. And that's our show this week. The shorty. Shorty. Did we solve any problems this time? Do we solve the world's problems? No. Do we have corrections? Did we get anything wrong last time? No, apparently you didn't mention Rotundi's thing, but that was an article correction, and it really wasn't. Just stop. Who cares? By the time he sees this, he's going to be sitting there with his shoes off in his backyard in North Carolina. With a banjo. Wait till, those, wait till those neighbors get a load of him. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's the episode. Scott, any last words? Um, thanks again to Mike Calvert for the last um, giveaway, and congratulations to Virginia, was it? Yep. And um, I thank everyone for the well wishes that I'm still getting. Um, appreciate it. And hopefully you'll see me again and uh we'll go from there. Maybe even I'll lose some weight. That would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would, but I don't think it's gonna happen. What happened last time? Did it how much? Oh, it was almost like twenty pounds. And then it went right you just got back to the salt it burgers. Right back. Time. It took a little while to come back, but um well you barely, you know, you don't eat the night before surgery. You don't eat the day of the surgery. The day after the surgery, I barely ate. The next day, I barely ate. I didn't barely ate for like five days. And then when I did start eating, I just, I wasn't eating a lot. And it took a while to build up uh, yeah. again. So I wish you the best. And I will see. Sure We're going to be doing these sure again. Do. Yeah, you I don't do. care. As much as I hate you, I still need you to do the show. You can, well, yeah, because you have no talent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Again, the email is modelclubtv at gmail.com. Please send us an email. Uh, and please comment on the toothpaste. Oh, please. The toothpaste Pop-Tart. Yeah. We'd love to hear that. Those. In, the, in the video, please like and subscribe as well. I hate begging for that, but it really does help. And commenting on the videos rather than like just you know talking about it any other yeah. way. Oh, and Spike, uh, yeah, Spike, I really enjoyed your clubhouse stuff. Yeah. I, <laughs> did you see the last one? Too. Yeah. No, wait. What's the last one? Where he's giving me the suggested watching and listening, and it was all about death and blade and operation. You didn't see that no, one? No, I got to go back and look, I think. Oh, yeah. You got to go back and look. So, yeah, he's at it again. All right. So, um, all right, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next episode. Episode 20. That's a big number coming up. Episode 20, Cuts Like a Knife. Yep. All right. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye.